Hello, everyone, and welcome to the introductory episode of Beyond Believers, the definitive Elvis Costello fan podcast. My name is Pat Brennan, and I wanted to take a short time today to introduce you all to Elvis Costello, the most tryhard of our great singer-songwriters. I want to take this brief time to answer three questions for any potential listeners. One, who is Elvis Costello? Two, why does his music matter in the history of popular music? And three, what does his music mean to me in my life? I promise this won't take too long. So, question one. Who is Elvis Costello? One, two, three, four. Elvis Costello, a.k.a. Napoleon Dynamite, a.k.a. Little Hands of Concrete, a.k.a. D.P. Costello, was born Declan Patrick McManus in 1954 with maybe the most Irish name of all time. He's a third-generation Anglo-Irish musician, and his father was a radio singer who performed the hit songs of the 40s, 50s, and the 60s. While working as a computer operator by day for Elizabeth Arden and recording and playing as D.P. Costello, his mother's maiden name, by night, he finagled his way into a record contract with the punk, rock, and novelty record label Stiff Records. As they say, if it ain't stiff, it ain't worth a fuck. The label's co-owner, Jake Riviera, another made-up name, gave him the stage name of Elvis. He soon had a hit record, made a classic debut album, and was off to a 45-year music career. Question number two. The two features of Costello's work that matter in the canon of popular music are the sheer diversity of his musical stylings and his voice. If you go through it, almost every album is an innovator of, or an exemplary example of, a musical genre completely different from the album that came before it. He's explored nearly every kind of music in his own work, or in collaboration with others. If Elvis Presley is the king, at least in some circles, and Prince is, well, Prince, then Elvis Costello is a duke without a kingdom. Better yet, he gave it up and sold it for the chance to be a wanderer from musical home to musical home, celebrating what he found there and bringing his own special sauce to the party before restlessly moving on. The man who wrote Pump It Up also recorded a symphony. The man who recorded a bluegrass album also made two 80s new wave pop albums. The man who wrote Armed Forces also known as Emotional Fascism, also recorded a New Orleans R&B album. The man who recorded a hip-hop album with The Roots, you see my point, it goes on and on. What holds all this music together as a cohesive body of work is Costello's voice, both as a singer and as a lyricist. A note on the voice. Some people find it difficult, but if you've given time to the likes of, say, late period Bob Dylan, Leonard Cohen, Tom Waits, John Hyatt, or for that matter, any great hip-hop artist, you'll be fine. As far as what he's saying, well, get ready, because he's one of the funniest, angriest, 
and most thoughtful and innovative lyricists around. He's a wry observer of human behavior, the movements of history, the corruption of institutions and industries, as well as crystallizing those moments in life where you can't slow down, don't look back, and crash hard. But he's not all heartless. There's tremendous warmth and empathy in his music and lyrics. So if you can handle the thorns, you can get to the rose. In an age where fascism, white supremacy, anti-Semitism, anti-science, homophobia, transphobia, and bigotry of all kinds are on the rise, and people at times seem powerless to stop them, Costello's more compassionate and at the time considered paranoid tracks about such events are more relevant than ever. They aren't a call to arms, but they are a call to action. They're a call to think, to consider, to take a step back, think twice, and move forward with purpose. For all these reasons and more, I keep coming back to him. Question three. To understand what Costello's music means to me, I only need to look at myself at age 14. I was going into high school. I had a few friends, but very few that I was close with. I was hyper-focused and hyper-obsessed with music and movies and had a hard time relating to most people in my life, particularly those I may or may not have had a crush on. Not finding it around me, I searched constantly in art and culture for a language that I could latch onto. Everything from how to walk, gestures, body language, a way of speaking, a voice that I could use to better express myself, my thoughts, and my feelings, the whole shebang. And Costello was one of the first places I found it. He provided one way of seeing the world at large, of laughing at it, of being righteously pissed off about it, but also caring deeply for it, even loving it. He was like a hyperverbal Kurt Vonnegut, with just as many colorful characters of often dubious but very human values. His wit, his double entendres, his turn of phrase, all gave me the means to go out and try to have a conversation with other people and figure out what they were thinking and feeling. He taught me to observe, to listen, as much as how to talk. This ability to be both in and out of myself as someone on the spectrum was incredibly helpful and allowed me to process my thoughts and feelings appropriately and honestly as well as inspiring me to create. And for that, I will always be grateful. But for all the times I couldn't process these things, there was the music to fall back on. Costello always said in interviews, you do it for the feeling and nothing else. And the feeling of the music is gloriously overwhelming. You can headbang along to the attractions and luxuriate in this emotional engine for Costello's feelings and ideas. They were a band who were second to none. Pete Thomas on drums, Bruce Thomas on bass, and Steve Naive on keyboards, and practically anything else, were unbeatable. And besides having the greatest backing band ever, he collaborated with a who's who of musical collaborators, from Yoko Ono to Alan Toussaint, from Loretta Lynn to Richard Hell, 
the Brodsky Quartet to the Chieftains, the Roots to Chet Baker, Paul McCartney and Jorge Drexler. Again, he's the restless Duke on the road, expanding the musical appreciation of himself and his fans in the process. If you don't know his music yet, I'm so jealous. You have so much treasure to plunder if you give it the chance. So for all these reasons, and so many more, which I will get into with my awesome guests over season one and beyond, I hope you join us soon for our first of many episodes where the great blogger and deep music fan Aaron Braddis and I will be discussing side one of Elvis Costello's brilliant debut album, My Aim is True. We got a lot going on, and if we helped you become a believer, or at least intrigued, well, then it was all worthwhile. This is Pat Brennan, and I hope we meet again soon, between your ears.